Hello, hello, everybody. This is No Trick Click Moments, and we are back. Hi, everybody. Hi. I am your co-host, Remy. And I am your other co-host, B. And today is our mid-season look back. Yes, season 15 retrospective with only eight episodes under our belt. Yes, and we just um, had a, well, we're in the midst of, really, our one-month holiday hiatus. Uh, We're about three weeks through the hiatus, and episode nine is coming back next week. And I, how did this hiatus treat you, B? Well, life-wise, it was pretty good. And then show-wise is just the continued added torment of what is going to happen in purgatory. (laughs) Purgatory. And I mean, you know, Sam and Eileen are currently kidnapped by God, but (laughs) let's, let's think about purgatory for a minute. But but God is just gonna uh, monologue villain monologue yeah at at Sam for a while so you know uh, uh, Cass and uh, Dean actually have their own agency right now and they're gonna like do stuff yes how about you Remy how was your hiatus uh it it, it was pretty good uh, it, was, it was pretty good well I mean. A hiatus? What hiatus? Oh, time flies. Episode 8 was like two days ago. What are you talking about? Right? We're already into 2020. 2020? Happy 2020, y'all. Happy 2020. And and I honestly, like, I feel like I didn't have much... I didn't have much time to think about Supernatural through the hiatus, but when I did, it was just smiles all about around because because i don't know we said a few weeks ago that this this mid-season finale had enough to carry us through and and it definitely lived up to that and well honestly the season so far has been very solid i was watching some older seasons during the hiatus as i'm making my first watch (laughs) through the entire series your slow 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 progression i'm so slow three years now and okay i made it to season 10 Uh uh-huh but looking at some of those earlier seasons and how you don't necessarily have a cohesive storyline through the first six episodes, let alone the first eight. Season 15 is looking so solid. Yeah. And um, you actually watch some of the first episodes from this. Se- I mean, you rewatch some of the season uh, 15 episodes, right? Yes. I did a rewatch in kind of preparation for the retrospective here. Mm-hmm. And and I listened to our last No Joke Click Moments podcast, so that's prep, right? <laughs> Doing some homework, be yeah. like, what the hell were we saying again? <laughs> yeah, what well, what were my opinions? But, but yeah, I I'm really liking this season, and it really stood up on rewatch to see how the first three episodes, you know, rather than watching them over three weeks to watch it in two hours, you could see how cohesive they had planned solving what Chuck Uh had done at the end of season 14. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It was, um, it was a tight opener. Um, and then, and then just from that, we've now come to where we're we're at now kind of launching into the new, you know, how do we beat God? 
Yeah, and having those beats in between where they thought that they had won, that Chuck had gone, and so they almost got to be pensive about what their future was going to look like. And we got that impression, especially in Atomic Monsters, of how it maybe just isn't enough to be doing this job on their own. Well, yeah, we had those few episodes where they were looking to the future, and to them, the future looked bleak. We said again and again that those episodes four, five, and six really highlighted that this can no longer be the Sam and Dean show. They need their their found family, and they need something more than just back to, the, you know, the grassroots. Absolutely. Because for Sam and Dean, it used to be enough that they were doing the family business and they were saving people and they were doing good in that regard. But then to have the truth of Chuck brought upon them, all of a sudden, all of those victories they had are looking pretty hollow. And so even trying to move forward with the belief that Chuck isn't there, it still leaves them with this hollow pang of nothing's ever the same. You know, you can't look back with the same eyes. Now you have to move forward with the truth you have. And it's like, as you're saying, Sam and Dean and the job is no longer enough for Sam and Dean. We saw it season 13. We saw it season 14. We're hearing it again, how these characters really want to have their found family and need their found family to tie them to joy in the world. And and in such a short amount of time, they lost so much. They lost Mary and Jack and Rowena and Cass walked away. And to move forward, what do they do? They just try to dig a hole and bury it. They, they're not really feeling it. They're just, okay, we're going to go do our cases. Just like... Yeah. Just if we like, get back in the yeah. swing again, then we'll start feeling it again. And yeah. it just wasn't turning out. And I mean, yeah, Sam says in Atomic Monsters, like, I don't, I, 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 I'm not okay. I can't be okay. And it's, this is, this is hard, but I don't really know what to do. And, and then, you know, in episode six, he gets his win with Eileen and that does put some wind back in his sails. And, and then, you know, Dean too is, is starting to rally, but yeah. Dean, we still have a ways to go. Yeah, because we saw how Dean at the tail end of season 14 really sunk into his rage and his anger and just hurt at having lost his mother and to what he perceived as a betrayal of trust. You know, if Cass knew Jack was dangerous, then how come he didn't say so? And what we've seen of Dean in the season so far is that he is still really mired in that anger and that self-justification for his behavior. But we saw in the last episode, you know, Our Father Who Aren't in Heaven, that there was almost this light bulb moment that went on for him with Adam, you know, sometimes saying sorry will get the ball rolling again. And Rowena reminding him, don't live with regrets because if you do that too long, you'll die with them too. Yeah, and we know, and 
Holy of Holies, we see that Cass knows that it's Dean mainly in the wrong here. There's hurts on both sides, but it's Dean mainly in the wrong here. And Cass uh, needed to remove himself from the situation, and he did. And that's 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 growth from Cass on on Cass's end, definitely because definitely. because he he did. Uh, stop and take stock of what was happening and realize that it was unfair and unjust and and then now dean has had some time to to you know i would say that we see him wanting to kind of forget about it on a certain level it just just brush it off like i was angry i said some things maybe some things i shouldn't have said but but I'm not going to apologize because I was still right. Yeah, well, so often we see Dean who does something in the heat of the moment or he is hot-headed and angry about something and lashes out. And then the people around him kind of absorb it and don't call him on it and force him to grow from it. And to the other side of this argument that has been so long lasting, so pervasive between him and Cass, Mm -hmm. Cass has been someone who puts blame onto himself. He heaps it on there and then almost begs for understanding, begs for forgiveness. And these two characters were following these same bad patterns up until episode three. But the difference here being is that Dean isn't ceding to forgiveness and therefore Cass is realizing all he's doing is groveling to no avail. And so his realization there that, you know, I keep reaching out and you don't reach back has allowed Cass to, well, it's forced Cass to step away and in doing so grow on his own and also get a sense of self-worth getting a little bit more value to himself where yeah no i'm not coming back and allowing dean to keep doing what he was doing this is a serious thing that has happened between us and we're not going to brush it away yes exactly uh, that that really is the core of it for Cass. it's that i am reaching out to you and you can't even look at me. You don't even care. Yeah. I keep getting batted down and and it's it's too much and um and it's not and it's I, I keep coming back to and it's not fair to me. And and Cass is seeing it's not fair to me because previously yeah. previously he would reach out, get batted down, and like you said, heap that guilt on himself and like he it, it, he took it as what he deserved. This is not what he deserves. Yes. And he finally has that realization. And we are seeing now eight episodes in. Dean is having his own sort of reckoning. He gets these parallel lines that we were seeing where there's these repeated motifs of like, what would I be without my best friend? And a sorry can go along the way and don't live with regrets. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing these things culminate in Dean and it sounds like we're going to see some growth from him soon. Yeah. And, and for, you know, our, 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 third sam 
we, I said we saw in six that he got his win and he did kind of pull himself up from, um, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, what Sam said in seven about, he, he, he's talking to Eileen about Dean and he says, um, he's looking for a reassurance that it's okay to let Dean, um, go off and, and take this little road trip that he wants. He needs some time. Um, and Sam says, you know, Dean, when everything happened, he was just so down. I didn't think that he would be able to pick himself back up. And, and I was looking at that, Sam saying that I'm like, Sam, that's what I feared for you. In, yeah, honestly. In the first five or six episodes. Like, uh, you were were very obviously struggling. And he got his win in Eileen. And then here in eight, um, we see that he's very fearful that that win won't last. That that happiness can't last. That he got used to having to say goodbye to the people that he loves and nothing ever works out. And in their whole life is nothing but loss. And he is just waiting and afraid that he would lose this new thing that he's found with Eileen. Yeah, exactly. Like to elaborate on what you're saying, his fear of loss, he started off this season in episode one being like, once we finish this, you know, once we handle the ghost apocalypse, Chuck is done and we're free. And he started with the wind in his sails but that loss of rowena in episode three the rupture that just kicked him to the ground and in atomic monsters he's so lost and it's not until we get to golden time that he starts getting that footing back he not only gets to mourn rowena but to use her legacy to bring back Eileen. And so I think having Rowena and Eileen tied together in this one act of resurrection has been such a, it's such a deft thread that Meredith Mm -hmm. wove there, bringing our two women together and tying it for Sam that, okay, now he has Eileen back. But like you say, he's so afraid of losing her because that seems to be his life up till now is just having someone or something he values and then seeing it go away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our recap. Bye guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, that, that is, but that is the, you know, from episode one to episode eight, really the, um, development, the ups and downs that we've seen from our characters and our core cast. Um, and, and that's, that's from where we started and where we ended this mid season, where are we going is, is the, is the next question. Yeah. And I think that really ties into, I mean, the other side of the coin for our trio here, which is the villain that they're facing this season, Chuck, you know, we got a little bit of development for him as well, where we saw him initially flat footed and running Mm -hmm. to his sister to basically hide in her shirt tails. And when he couldn't do that, then he kind of wallowed. It seemed like he had the opportunity to grow 
the way that our characters are. And yet he rejected it and he went back to old patterns. And by time we got to episode eight, we see that those patterns have become very toxic, that all he wants is a win and to continue to win. And to the point where he's now manipulating the image of people that the core four know and has drawn Eileen and Sam out. So the trajectory that we're seeing Chuck on is definitely ramping him up that even though he might be limited in his powers, he is really warping in what we maybe wouldn't have seen him do in previous previous seasons. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I think that his primary motivation is fear. He is used to winning and everything going his way and he's like see him with Becky like I I used to just be able to do it and now I can't yeah. do it and I'm sad. And you know like saying that he's used to winning he's also been used to being behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know that our characters didn't know what he was like and all of a sudden he's been drawn out and been scolded like this is bad behavior and you can't keep doing it and you saying he's motivated by fear i totally agree you can see it in everything he's doing even when he seems to be getting his footing back that that twistedness that we're seeing in him that wrathfulness that wrathful god i i think that that escalation is coming from his fear because he knows that he is now limited and he knows that um the uh, that the winchesters are out for him and he knows that that is a like on some level on some level a threat but on another level i'm still god so fuck off yeah it's those warring like ego and fear yes he thinks still that it should be enough to say i told you no so don't and yet sam and dean who he has enjoyed warping their lives so and throwing them at trial after trial and tribulations and he doesn't realize that until too late, he has been developing them into the perfect people to say, uh-huh. we're not letting this go. And what is one more big bad to kill? Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, Cass said it best. It's it's you small men in positions of authority that think that everything's going to go your way and think that you can rule through fear, but I don't fear you. Yes. <sighs> so, so, I mean, and, 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 and we're now at the mid season of this final season of supernatural that set up God to be the villain, which is like a high fucking bar. No Not kidding. From a storytelling level. Like, how do you pull this off? How and and how do you how do you make it great? And you know, it's it, it's always kind of it could be a catch twenty two to expect great things from you know any media you're consuming, but um, but wow, they're, yeah, they're doing it right, yeah. And I guess my question to you, Remy, just with speculation in mind, do you see this? current solution that they have you know trapping god away that 
the same way he trapped away Amara. Do you see this being something that works? Something that they aren't even able to implement or something that they implement and it fails? Like what, how do you see (laughs) it playing out here? Oh, that's an interesting question. So what I, what I, I think would want to see at the end of it all, I would want Chuck to be sealed away and not dead. Yeah. If I had a want. Um, but what I expect is that this plan where we're at now, we're going to seal Chuck away. Um, because we can't because we can't kill him this is something that we've revisited a couple of times because we can't kill him because he is you know just like we couldn't kill amara uh, creation yeah. needs its darkness and if we kill god then all creation would unravel yes um i kind of like that um and I like it too it gets rid of the easy answer which is find a way to kill it mhm Mm-hmm. But my like supernatural brain is saying, okay, this is plan C and we got to get to plan F. So this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sitting there listening to you talk about, okay, are they going to kill him? Are they going to lock him away? And I'm, I'm almost wondering about the solution where Chuck is actually depowered at the end. Because this solution we have right now of locking Chuck away, that's something that still only involves Sam, Dean, and Cass coming up with it. Yeah. But from what we saw at the tail end of season 14, Billy, the Empty, and Jack are also pieces on the board right now. There are so many pieces on the board we tend to forget about them there's so many storylines that we have yet to address and the umbrella question is how are we going to tie this off um think of heaven it was season 12 that we heard that heaven was failing it was season 13 (laughs) it was season 13 that we heard that heaven was failing and and it and now here we are in 15 and it, it was still we have no idea how that's going to be resolved it's been two years and we have no clue how heaven is faring exactly and so sitting here just going well what do you think is going to happen i wonder about the solution where you know, they try locking Chuck away, it fails. And then the solution actually becomes to depower him and replace him. And I'm one, this is, again, I'm just thinking in the moment, but have Jack be the one who ascends in the power grade? Because we already know Chuck is fearful of Jack and Jack has the ability to overwrite the universe's rules. So if we saw perhaps Billy move her piece onto the board with Jack taking over sort of the all-powerful role, then we have a solution for heaven there. And we also have Chuck going the route of learning humility and having to grow as opposed to being locked away and this looming threat that will not be resolved at the end of season 15. Man, 
Because we know. have twelve episodes, so I'm like, we do. What we all are we going time. to do? Oh, yeah. Wait, are you saying we don't have a lot of time? Or are you saying because I was like, I know we have a lot of time left. I'm excited. <laughs> we do. I honestly, when you look at what they've done with the eight, the twelve, there is enough time to have a failed plan and then have say death, Billy, the entity. Queen of Hell, Rowena, bring whoever you want onto the board uh-huh. at this point and start really making the game complex. I had, and I'm really excited. I I know that I have said it 10,000 times. I cannot wait for this round table that, that's going to happen. Um, it, 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 I had not considered before that we would be elevating Jack to God levels to the all powerful level because, because where I was thinking in game for Jack and something that I didn't actually really like for Jack. And I wouldn't, I I would understand if they did it, but it wasn't like what me personally, I would want to see as Jack's end would Mm -hmm. be ruler of heaven. Mm-hmm. Would he choose that? Maybe. Would he? I mean, is that where we're steering him? I don't know yet. But, but that's something that he could do and could be. Um, but, but I, you know, I don't want Jack to be sitting Jack's on that part throne. of the family. Jack's and part of the that family. would be quite an isolating place to stick mm-hmm. him. I I agree, and um, and then now we have Michael in the equation and yeah. I'm wondering if, if Michael's going to be or want to be the new Naomi. Um, but we're not really talking about Naomi here. We're talking about God. And I didn't think I was thinking Naomi, but I, sh- I like the thought that we're elevating Jack to the creator and then Jack can do whatever he wants. He can, he can be, Chuck, who writes stories in his underwear and drinks a lot, or he can be, you know, family with Sam and Dean (laughs) and Cass at the bunker and have a pet snake and go on walks in the woods. Yeah, like that's just it. There are so many different directions they could go with the end of this. And I just think that it would be perhaps a little too simplified to envision Chuck locked away and then Mm -hmm. the rest of the world is okay. I still have hope that we'll see Chuck have to grow some. Not that he necessarily gets a redemption arc, but that he is humbled, I guess is what I'm hoping to see. That he regains that human connection, that fascination with people but on a more informed level not just a oh these are my puppets and I'm gonna see how they dance yeah yeah I uh we had that one moment in episode two where we were like this is the opportunity that you know Chuck could uh could have you know learned and had been humbled but uh he rejected it then in four with becky and and i i liked i liked that but again but um and if we do revisit it uh it would be interesting but i also like you said don't want to see a redemption for him like i I, i'm not going to feel sorry for him at any point so it's season we'll 15 see. and ultimately we care about our protagonists more uh-huh. than we do our antagonists. 
but I do really like what we're doing with Chuck this season so far. Yes. And I'm excited to see where we go in future. I I don't know. I don't think we're going to kill him. I hope we don't. I like the idea of an ending where death is not the solution. And not only for our villains, but for our protagonists. Don't kill mm-hmm. them. But then again, we also had... Cast death deal with the empty. Oh, well, we have a lot. We have so much. We ha- I was going to say we have um, death's iconic line like even god i'll reap one day yep so we'll see we'll see if that comes into play i mean and and with death and the entity in naomi and um and jack uh you know we haven't seen anything or heard anything from them or about them since um since that that season 14 finale and i had a moment shortly following the mid season where I was just kind of thinking about supernatural. And I, I remember Jack and I had forgotten about Jack and it made me, it made me really sad for a moment. Cause I was like, Jack, I, and I really miss Jack and where is Jack yeah. and when are we going to see him? And I want Jack back, but there's just been so much going on that I almost had forgotten that we're still like waiting on tinder hooks for that. Yeah. And the fact that Alex is advertised on the poster for season 15 and he is going to these TV guide interviews with Misha and we're seeing his role in the show and yet we're not seeing him Mm -hmm. really leads to the suspicion of, well, we're going to see him in the tail end here. It's just how is he going to return at what point and what sort of presence is he going to bring to the story yes yeah but i miss him too i miss him i'm sorry jack that i forgot about you it made me really sad in the moment <laughs> remember belfagor oh belfagor i liked you too belfagor yes and but uh what were you saying about the entity Cass's deal with the empty how do we see that playing out do we see the entity making good on this or do we see Cass wriggling his way out i i mean there's no fucking way that we're ending the series with Cass and the empty maybe in heaven oh god i like my whole body just recoiled saying that it was like how dare you (laughs) but not not it's not gonna be the empty so i i think it's going to be really very interesting to see how the empty is going to choose to interact with Cass uh when we do have that you know that reveal of you know the entity and jack and death are plotting something yeah and whether the entity was just there because billy basically needed you know the bureaucratic level of okay i'm taking this one bye Uh or is the entity actually an engaged and active member of the plans that are going on there And if so, then is there enough of an alliance between what Billy 
wants to do and what our protagonists want to do. And if there is enough of an alliance, then is that sufficient to get Cass out of the empty deal? I, this, my thoughts on this are, I think, um, tying into my thoughts on how we're going to be restructuring the afterlife. Because, uh, and this is something that, I just kind of one day decided was absolutely definitely going to be happening. So don't at me, but uh, I'm sticking to it because I I think that in the end, we have to restructure the afterlife in some way. And it's going to be, uh, and what is that going to look like is the big question. Um, Yeah. But, but right before I talk about the empty and what the empty wants, um, one thing that I hadn't thought about until Michael fucking snapped his fingers was purgatory. And now we have made purgatory relevant in the narrative and we are bringing Dean and Cass into purgatory. And we know, we know that they're not just going to go fetch the flower and come back. We're going to see some familiar faces and please for the love of God, give us Benny. (laughs) And just by the fact that we are going to purgatory, it makes me think that we have to also be bringing purgatory into that, into that round table, into that restructuring, that ultimate in game. What, what are we, what are we going to do? And also to have Rowena be there sitting as the queen of hell. That also speaks to her having influence over the way hell is going to look. What is its role going to be like? And how is its shape going to change with her influence? Yes. So to have hell, to have purgatory, and then to know as this longstanding threat against heaven since season 13, that heaven is ready to fall because of an absence of angels. We have all three of our known afterlifes, plus the empty, the entity on the board. I... I'm with you where I am really optimistic and maybe doing backflips, but see the narrative pointing to the afterlife as something that needs to change its form. Yes. I, and, and again, talk about ambitious storytelling. Yeah. If they do do that, what on earth? How do you, how, how are we going to do it? Um, Well, I can see like the easy route would be to have someone like Michael or Jack go and shore up heaven or do some bits and bobs changes to it so that the personal heavens are no longer the best moments on repeat, but perhaps shared or something that can be molded. Mm -hmm. I could see that being sort of the easy route. The more complicated route would be to somehow change the entire form. You know, we know that the souls who have been touched by hell cannot get into heaven. And that is a huge warning bell telling us that that needs to change. And so the easy route is there, but it's not the likely route because we have to deal with people like Kevin and presumably Ellen and Joe, Sam, Dean, Bobby, Sam, Dean. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Eileen again. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, we that, that's another end this show knowing that yeah. well, you're touched by, and even if you defeat God, you're still going to hell in the end. Yeah, and you know, you're you're you might be best buddies with the the queen of hell, but uh, but it's she still can't hell. ping pong your ass up there. Uh huh. It's still hell, and that can't be the end for our um uh heroes and. I f- totally forgot to to ping on um yeah hell that that new can- that new nugget of information that we've learned this season 15 about hell and how hell is also un- like unjust afterlife and and it's broken and it has to be like something needs to change there so with every single afterlife like we're now going to purgatory I, I would Bet my fucking titties that <laughs> they are going to meet, like I said, some familiar faces, and and we're gonna have some woe is me fucking uh, all monsters aren't monsters, and it and it is unjust that um that they are doomed to this afterlife when. We just had 15 seasons of not all monsters are are monsters. There are gray areas. And so and so that's going to be coming into play. And the empty is like, that fucking sucks. And we have Cass who can't be doomed to the empty. He's Cass. And we have Sam and Dean who can't be doomed to hell. They're Sam and Dean. And we have uh, Heaven that is apparently going to dump 50 billion souls on our heads. So, yeah. Everything has to come together and change. And, um, and it would be really egregious if this was ignored. Yes. Oh, it can't be. It, there's no way. This, the, I mean, God is God. We have God as the enemy. But I think that this afterlife issue is true in game. Yeah. It feels to me like where there is the key to a feel good ending. Knowing yeah. that even if our characters are leaving us at the end of this season, we know where they're going to end up. Yeah. Please, for love of God, like 50, 60 years down the road. <laughs> I I think that's another question I should ask you. What um, Do you feel any differently about Sam and Dean's, um, let's just say it, chances uh, coming I've, from season 14 to now? I really feel we have to have an ending where all three leads are alive. Yes. I can see an ending where we peel Cass off and kill him doing something noble or something tragic, but I think that would be a real disservice to the journey of his character. Maybe not a disservice, but... I would be disappointed to see all of this growth point towards some sort of noble sacrifice when we have had Cass willing to sacrifice himself so often before. I think it would be more telling and more hurty, I suppose, to see Cass go, I am worth living, rather than yeah. I am worth dying for this. I, I, I absolutely agree. And, and if he were to die, it's not even if some noble heroic death, it's like we put in some work in season 14 to build heaven up to being an actual happiness, like with Mary and with Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but but the empty is is nothing the empty is literally nothing so so that that's not a happiness that's not uh, uh, again we that's not where i see us ending the series the empty is still the empty um and to bring it back to sam and dean here we have sam receiving this delight in having eileen return and so he is with someone now there's someone in the narrative who is very attuned to him who is in the life and you can see this sort of future where even if they're not together in romantic sense they are there and they're close to each other and for Dean we're given a storyline telling us how critical his friendship with Cass is his relationship to that character and we have eight episodes spelling out just how critical it is for Dean to believe the things in his life are his and they're there because they want to be. Mm -hmm. And again, there's so much focus in the story telling us that Sam and Dean need other people in their lives. And I can see the way that Eileen and Cass are being used within the narrative that, okay, Sam and Dean at the end are surrounded with a found family. They are there tied in in the way that they're lacking right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, like on an end for Sam and Dean, all I would I would just honestly say that all of my fears were put to rest with episodes 3 and 4. Yeah. Because at the end of three, we had Dean and Sam having that mournful conversation that was, we won, we did it, it's over. And there was yep. nothing but defeat in that conversation. Yep. And and that was where we said, this is their rock bottom and we know that there's nowhere to go here but up. So So this is not the end that is destined for them. And yes. then in just the next episode, we had our villain of the season we had god with becky who wrote an end and he flat out told us his ending and his ambitions for the end and and we had becky who is you know the fandom and who is yeah the voice piece for the viewers the voice piece for the viewer and i don't know now in this episode we also put her as the voice piece for the writer for the creator she is saying no that's awful you can't do that and there's no there's there's nothing good in this and just to have our villain say tombstone the end yeah that that's that was the writers telling us that's exactly what we're not going to do so exactly I if this is what our happy. villain wants <laughs> we're not going there and not only that but that episode so our villain told us one ending we're not going to get, but then our characters told us one ending that we're not going to get either, which is Sam and Dean alone hunting, going yes. through the motions because they no longer connect to the value of we've saved a person and that's enough. Yeah. The world has become too gray for them to have that black and white nobility come from the life that they lead. Yes. Yeah. I... Am hopeful, and I, I, and 
all of that was, uh, I drew away from my original point of the empty, which was, what are we, what is the empty one? And what do I see the empty doing, uh, with Cass and Cass's deal? Um, how is the empty going to play this? I think that ultimately the, cause we, we've seen, I think two main things from the empty. We've seen a, a want for quiet and a want to just be alone but we've also seen a certain like covetedness yes to it um so so which is going to win out i think that we're going to empty the empty i would be very interested in that because we would have the opportunity for meg to return for gabriel for all of these characters who are in the angels or demons aspect of the show we would have the potential to see them again. Mm-hmm. But that's not to completely ignore that the entity was the person who made a deal with Cass because Cass got away and Cass belongs to the entity. The entity was the one who invaded heaven to take uh, Jack as its own because Jack is one of its, like, it's one of theirs. Right. So that also has to be addressed, but I see it going to, we're going to actually be in the end, leaving the entity to its solitude. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. With Cass, I can see there's two routes potentially we could go. There is the one where the entity makes good on its promise and Cass gets swooped away to the empty. And I could see maybe a scenario where Cass is there and, you know, Billy goes, knock, knock, fucker, you got work to do. <laughs> and maybe that's how Cass reunites with Jack and Death gives her bit into this and she becomes a player in the game. Um, the alternative I could see is that Cass, with his failing powers, becomes human. Yes. And then is thus outside of the entity's jurisdiction. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was going to say, we've seen Cass before, you know, the ta- tactician that he is. I would totally believe that he would, in the moment, drain his own grace to... to, to to beat the empty in that in that deal but but we you know he's also he is also he might not have to cut out his own grace his grace is leaving him all its own yeah so i don't know that is an interesting question is sort of where is Cass going you know with his failing powers will that tie into the reformation of heaven or is it going to tie into maybe Cass? getting used to the fact he doesn't have powers and becoming more human. Man, man, he, I don't know. Cause I guess the question is, is Cass's powers related to God's reduced powers mm-hmm. or is it tied to maybe heaven's failing role? Yeah. I, I, I think that, I think that what would be interesting is if it is kind of both like that 
wound of Chuck's that's draining his power has sent Heaven into like a full on state of crisis. Yeah. And it's already been struggling, but but this is now Heaven is actually failing. I think that's something that we have to be addressing very soon. So Yeah, because I could see if Heaven is having difficulties, it's not like they can send a messenger out. No. They would only have Angel Radio, and who would they reach out to? They just, all they know of is Cass. Mm-hmm. They don't know necessarily that Michael's on the board and that God is a wackadoodle <laughs> piece on the board. So it's, it, it, there's a lot, there's a lot coming up, obviously. On on, on human cast, I, as much as I would want it, um, I... I kind of see us going there, but then restoring him at the end of it all. Yeah. I don't see him ending as human. I would like to see it. I don't think we'll see it. Yeah. That's where I'm. That's exactly where I'm at. Yeah. You can hear my resignation. (laughs) It would be nice to have Cass be human by his own choice. Right. Because it would fit well with his development over the past 11 years we've seen him increasingly become more human and less angel-like and say that his family is human and so it would just be a fitting end to see him choose his found family and live out the rest of his life with them and then have his redux heaven with them too yeah yeah. Wah. Yeah. Wah. Wah. <laughs> and, yeah. So, so Remy, what other kind of fan faves do you think we might see? Because they've done a good even... job of bringing, like, we got Becky, we got Eileen, we had fucking Adam show up, we had Lilith come back, which yeah. we didn't even fucking touch on that Kevin. she was here and then gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I we didn't even get into like specific or uh, I guess explicitly state our likes and dislikes of of um the episode so far where where the story is and 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 whatnot. But um, if I was to say one of my kind of general dislikes so far, it's how heavily we are relying on um those. Surprise, it's Lilith. Oh, look, it's Kevin. Hey. Uh, I kind of don't mean... mind. And I just say this having done a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Because when it is the week and it's the first viewing and you're like, oh, like, why was Kevin there? But on rewatch, it's like, you know, Kevin's going to be there. So I suppose the surprise factor and then the puzzling gets a bit smoothed away on rewatch. I think that my impression is at least that they've been doing pretty well with it. I enjoy the way that they're doing the callbacks and the way that they're bringing back old characters because it could very easily become, hey, this episode is fully revolved around so-and-so and we only have 20 episodes. We can't really do that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm I think I guess I'm mainly thinking about Kevin and Lilith where they've now dropped the ball on on them. But it, it, it I mean that's just a general neg. Um 
I think that coming out of season 14, that was one of the things I talked, I know I talked about in, um, in our season 14 look back. It was, I hope they don't rely too heavily on the nostalgia factor and, and it just the fact that we're seeing that, you know, new and different familiar face every episode, it feels like, um, it's, it's, it feels a little cheap at this point, but I was also expecting it. And also like you're saying, it's not, they're not actually narratively leaning too heavily on it. Yeah. It's just something that's happening. <laughs> I, I would argue that it hasn't been cheap. Like the way that Kevin showed up, he is our canary in the coal mine regarding hell and the necessity of reforming the afterlife. And who we have seen since then fits in with the narrative. I would agree with you that probably the biggest drop ball would be Lilith because she's a huge power force to bring back onto the table and then to have Michael just dust one appearance later. Yeah. But when it comes to the way that they're bringing the characters back, I actually really enjoy it because the alternative would be is that it's the final season and we don't see any of them. And then that's what we are left with as the final taste of the show. <sighs> yeah. I mean, in what we've been talking about, about in-game, in all of these afterlifes playing you know, a role in the in-game, I think inherent in that is that we're going to be seeing a lot of familiar faces. We're going to Purgatory. I am putting bets on uh, Benny and Victor and Eve. Do uh, I know Victor? Victor. No, not Victor. I'm sorry. Um, Gordon. Gordon Walker. Ooh. He died a vampire. I don't know if they could get Sterling K. Brown back. Oh, damn it. I was hoping. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, but we, we have seen if, not you know someone as as you know we have our friend in uh in Benny and I was thinking maybe like a villain or an or oh yeah almost a sympathetic villain in Gordon um but there are a ton of of monsters uh, that are that like gray area monster that we that we could bring back we could see again um but uh more more you know populated i could i could say is the empty and 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 then heaven so i think we're going to be seeing our charlie i would love i would love to see the roadhouse again oh my gosh yeah ellen and joe i think would be a really good callback yeah, and we had Ash in season five who had, you know, been traversing heavens. I would I would love to see what he had done with that. Yeah. Um, no kidding. And that would be a really neat callback. Uh and then in the empty, we have Lucifer, of course. No. <laughs> I didn't want to. So that's what I was going to say about the Don't empty. say the name. If you say the name two more times this episode, <laughs> I will fly to New Mexico and slap you. That's what, that's what I was going to say about the entity. I was like, okay, so we know that he does covet his, his souls. But on the other hand, Lucy's been awake a Do little while. Do not summon him. <laughs> so maybe. 
maybe he's just annoyed the entity to the point where we have no idea what what's going on down there. I think do not summon him, Remy. I'm not, I swear I to God, <laughs> I did it. I did it. Okay, so so maybe maybe we have something of a uh uprising within the empty happening right now and the entity is just like no sir i'm fucking I, out i have a fucking thick whip sitting there with that and it would be a good way of bringing say demons back onto yeah a surprise guest appearance list yeah meg meg would be great um uh, and, and, you know, I've been, I've been even in my mind, I've been shying away from the idea of bringing back Crowley. Yeah. It's, I don't even know why, really. I, I it's just something that I don't see happening. And maybe it's just because I feel very, like, removed from Crowley, just because of, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while, I guess. It's 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 been a while since since I last really really was rooting for Crowley in season 11, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just started to like Crowley cuz I just finished season 9, but I don't have a lot of attachment. And then on the real world aspect of it, I came into the fandom when he was no longer on the show and I got the impression that they didn't leave on the best of terms. And that too. Yeah. I I think probably the real world aspect is definitely painting my my um uh, you know my the, the over under on whether Crowley or not Crowley will be back or not. Um, yes. So, so that's a wait and see, but I did kind of, you know, did perk up a little bit when, when Rowena in episode eight mentioned Crowley by name. Yeah, but she's got a kind of, it's her son. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a little nod to the Crowley, you know, like you said, the Crowley deal. Yes. um, There. And and I, I don't know. I don't think that we will see uh, Crowley. Or I don't I don't know that we'll, that we will see Crowley again. But um, I don't think so. I swear I would put my money. Yeah. Um, we we there's so many angels, so many angels. And there's a rich fucking I was going to say a rich vein, but I meant deep well. <laughs> <laughs> of possibilities there's a deep well of possibilities there in in all of these afterlives and um i think that going forward um we're gonna be getting very afterlife heavy like we're gonna start in purgatory but i think that shortly after we're going to be addressing heaven hell well we just visited hell so hell can kind of sit tight for a little while but Mm -hmm. now we're going to purgatory and we have to we have to touch on heaven and the empty and god is just gonna be doing what he's doing monologuing at Cass. i mean mean, at sam i assume (laughs) yeah i think again i have no real sense of how long chuck is going to be the strong formidable enemy this season but 
we definitely are going to see this attempt to capture him. I am suspecting that mm-hmm. it is going to fail. Perhaps we will then see Billy step in. And then from there, not only are we going to raise the stakes against Chuck, but we're going to raise the universal stakes where Billy has been the hand on the scale that's trying to keep things level-headed. And yeah. so I could see her making a play, which she says that she doesn't get involved, but she has been getting involved in the past right. to adjust things to be better. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's just me doing self-fulfilling wishes of, I just want these really powerful, unexpected allies to the Winchesters. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, I think that we're going to have a couple more episodes of, like you said, we're going to see this ploy um, against God. And I think that you're right that to, to when things, if that fails and when things are looking dire again, that would be a great moment for Billy and or even Jack to step in as, you know, our queen on the board yes and that would be really interesting and and billy just overall is always always going to be very interesting because no like you said she she says that she doesn't get involved but but i always thought that you know what uh, where billy is on her level of involvement involvement totally tracks like she as a reaper she's like no more for the winchesters i don't have the soft spot for you that the old uh, that that death does um that was when she was a reaper Mm -hmm. and then as death uh she you know stood at her desk in her library with uh uh, dean and said uh, and when dean said i thought we got no more favors she says well this is cosmic and she sent them back to earth so so this is cosmic and and no she's not going to uh, let rowena bring crowley back from the empty she's but she will step in when god steps out of line yes i would be very interested to see if perhaps she has brought jack into her tutelage you know Mm. because Sam, Dean, Cass, we love you, but my God, you guys aren't necessarily the best teachers uh-huh. for how to move <laughs> forward in the world. So I think it would be really interesting to see when Jack returns that he's been under the wing of Billy's and that she has developed his understanding of the world, developed his sense of right and wrong, and mm-hmm. sort of corrected these things that Sam, Dean, and Cass didn't look at that led to Jack having a very naive and childlike perspective of right and wrong. And I have just now remembered that Jack did die soulless. Uh, That's Mm. something that we also are going to have to address. I just I have a fucking. Know. I feel like I have this mental bucket that's like every time I reach my hand and I I pick out something different. Like, oh yeah, I <laughs> extremely struggle with the show's concept of soulnessness. Oh yeah, definitely. Because what we were seeing from Jack at the end of fourteen was even if 
if he didn't have his soul, he was still looking to do good. And when the show talks about soullessness, it is like this mindless rage and killing people with the exception of Sam, who just became cold and calculating. Mm -hmm. So what we saw for Jack didn't fall in line with that. It fell in line with depression. (laughs) (laughs) So to say Jack died soulless, I don't necessarily believe that, but I do have a deep and endless well of optimism with regards to him that uh, you've commented on before. (laughs) I, yeah, (laughs) I think that the show actually has given us some nuance in soullessness, like, um, especially in season 11 that uh, focused on soullessness a a good bit with Amara um, because she was a soul eater. And so we saw these soulless characters and that and how they reacted to soullessness differently um now the most relevant and prevalent would be uh donnie donatello yes so so but even with all of that as we have said before in season 14 um even with donatello standing as an example of a well-adjusted soulless human um uh, we have uh, dean and uh, Sam, who are treating it very black and white, soullessness. If if he is if he is soulless, if Jack is soulless, then he is he's he he could be monstrous. Or he yes, you know there something with power and without yeah. a soul cannot be trusted. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say not even could be monstrous, but but should be assumed monstrous. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I actually, you know, now when, when you say that though, uh, especially with, um, uh, about Billy and maybe, you know, Billy trying to actually take the time to discuss and, and teach, uh, Jack true, uh, well-adjusted morality, um, uh, I think it would be very interesting to see Jack return as he was, and I'll, I mean, soulless. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick to soulless. I know that you have differing opinions, but I think that we were told that he was essentially soulless at this time. Yeah, that's fair. So, so it would be super interesting to see if he comes back still soulless, but not, that's not, but to actually, you know, fix it in the supernatural fucking narrative and say, well, that's not a bad thing. It doesn't have yeah, to be a bad and thing. And that Billy can be a device for Jack's growth off screen. Yes. Yeah. You know what we didn't fucking mention? <laughs> Let's mention it now. Wayward Sisters. Wayward Sisters. We were robbed. <laughs> Are we, we going to see Jody and Donna? Are we going to see Claire and Patience and Alex? And Are Kaya. we going to see Darkaya again? I I think we have to. Oh man. I mean, because that what what was the wayward episode in season 14 that I said it's this this feels like a wayward epilogue. It was, it was early... episode 3 The Scar. Yes, exactly. We had episode three, the scar, and and it that episode did to me read as a, a an an epilogue to 
to wayward so so then when in episode eight that season the spear we had dark kaya back again um huh episode nine (laughs) episode nine the spear you can just leave all these in too (laughs) i'm beyond caring anymore (laughs) oh i it doesn't matter so yeah, nine the spear, and we brought Kaya back, um, and then we opened some like we left the spear with fucking more wayward questions than we left it. I was like, but 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 are are we gonna address those? Like Kaya it was, said, it was a you tease. give me this back, and like I want to go back. It was such a tease because because Kaya was hinting at something bigger and and she was hinting at her story and I want to hear that story. So yes, we were robbed. Um, yeah. And I can only hope that the fact that the spear kind of brought back what could have been a closed door, you know, cracked open what could have yeah. been a closed door. Um, I I I hope that um we either address it in this season or it was as its own season a a hint at something that could be bigger and better i don't know touches my chest please un i don't know i just i I don't think that networks work that way. I think that <laughs> I think I, that I totally agree. It. It's just hope springs eternal. I know. We we were robbed. We were robbed. So if if networks don't work that way and we're not actually getting there's absolutely no chance of actually getting wayward, I think that yes, absolutely we will be um seeing some meaty content from wayward the wayward girls uh i think at minimum we would see jody and donna at some point yeah and then i am optimistic that we would get patience claire alex but that optimism is very tempered by the fact that there's 12 episodes left and like where would we bring them in besides as something that god is threatening or in a one-off episode a la Atomic Monsters. But Kaya can open portals. No, she can't. That's the problem. You're right. She can't. That's the problem. Ugh. Yeah. Maybe maybe Kaya with uh, Sam armed with... Uh, Jack Rowena's returns and journal. fixes things. Huh? Jack I'm just like, Jack is our deus ex machina. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, we only have 12 episodes left. Jack, yeah. you, you got to come back at some point. Jack, we miss you. We miss you. Bring Jody and Donna with you. Bring... <laughs> I can see when, if and when, we see Heaven's Restructuring, that's when we would maybe see Ellen, Joe, Charlie, our oh, yeah. Charlie, Definitely. our Bobby, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yep. And I think that we will see all of those players. I, I think that we will. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I guess um, uh, uh, someone like um, Joe or Ellen fall in the wish list category, but there's others that are edging towards the, like, you gotta. You yeah. absolutely have to. <laughs> and going from the real world, real life, real life perspective of things, I can see the cast and crew have some actors and actresses that they would just love to have back if 
only for an episode. Yeah. So if it's not enough to think that the show would give us, we could think that, well, cast and crew and production would love to have this happen too. Fucking Jensen flew in Ty Olsen just for a fucking three minute scene. I hope to God he did it again for Purgatory. <laughs> could yeah. you imagine if we had like Timothy Oddman? Oh my God. Come back. God! Guys, I, I'm sorry. I'm bringing it up because I just finished season <laughs> nine. I'm like, that fox stole my breath. Guys, we we haven't known each other that long. But um, just an FYI, Kane is what my top five. In the top five of my favorite supernatural characters of all time. He so good. So good. Oh my god. Like my breath is seizing right now just <laughs> thinking about. It. I'm fine. Just wait until you get to 10, B. I think I'll collapse into a pile of rubble. You will actually die. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, could 12 episodes left, you could fit Kane in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> the mark of Kane. I don't know. Put it in the be- empty. He's one of the ones wakey wakey eggs and bakey. And then you have him reunite with his brother in heaven. Look at that storyline right there. <laughs> what a, well, you know, you know we talk about um the oh man. Oh boy. So we have Michael who just gave Sam, Dean, and Cass the ingredients and the spell to lock away God as God locked away Amara. Um, Are we even going to mention that in order to lock away Amara, Lucifer had to take on the Mark of Cain? No. You said his name three times. Fuck you. fuck! Oh, no! I'm opening the Expedia app and I'm preparing to kick your fucking ass. Well, I said Lucy just... You said it again! Stop! (laughs) Flights, too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know your call letters, so you're lucky. I thought thought that you would have, um, you know, forgotten. I still remembered that you bet the ghost facers are coming back this season, so. Oh my gosh, yes! I forgot about them! We'll, we'll see Ed and Harry. We'll see Ed and Harry. Oh yeah. I don't oh, yeah. have an end date. I'm coming to Albuquerque and just <laughs> kicking your ass. <laughs> you'll, you'll not leave. Nope. <laughs> stay until stay until this the season finale. Mm, that's a long fucking flight. <laughs> 10 in the morning to 8.30 at night. I'm going to find a better one. <laughs> I can't believe you invoked him. I, I, I did it. I didn't mean to. I'm you sorry. You cannot. Like, even if I give you, oh, you said the shorthand. I guess you get a pass. You cannot say his fucking name again. I won't. I did it. I won't. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, so so is there uh, uh any anything else anything else? I have so much fear put in me about so and so at this point that <laughs> I really don't know if I have other thoughts. Fucking LAX for so many of these flights. <laughs> There's no way I'm going through LAX. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> so uh. Overall, we have obviously been 
very, very much enjoying this season, and we are very excited for next week when we get to see episode nine, and and we hope that we hope that you guys are enjoying the season so far too. And if you have your own opinions, then we always love to hear them. Hit us up on Twitter or Tumblr or slide into our DMs. We love to talk supernatural. Love yes. to talk supernatural. Yes. <laughs> and if you guys have alternate theories or you have likes and dislikes that we didn't mention that you want to bring up, please, again, as Remy says, we want to hear from you. So come on in. Yeah, your own wish list on in game or or the uh, old cast that we might be bringing back in. It's going to be fun. This is just, I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. Yes. And we have until May 18th to enjoy the show live as it's coming. So come on, let's celebrate. Yes, yes. But yeah, I think that is our retrospective. And we will be back next week with season 15, episode 9, The Trap. The Trap. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right. All right. We'll see you guys there. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.